0: hey guys and welcome to another episode of convention confessional my name is katie hunt and i'm here to guide you through the good the bad and the ugly of the convention world and sometimes a little help from my friends and this week um i have one of my friends i work with at anime boston uh you might know her if uh you are in the cosplay world deep like underground cosplay world uh miss Corey, how are you hi hi why don't you introduce
1: yourself to the masses uh sure. So I I'm Corey. Um I go by Lady Cells in the cosplay world. Um I've been cosplaying for oof like twenty years now. <laughs> I feel really old. Listen, so old. I'm there with you. I'm there yeah. with you. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um but yeah, I've been doing craftsmanship work for a very long time and uh I don't know how long have we known each other? Oh God. I mean <laughs> we we predate Anime Boston when
0: I started working for it. Yep. Yeah. I would say maybe Kineticon.
1: I think so, yeah. I can well, I, do. Could, I, could you did you work for um AAC at all? No, I don't think I ever did officially work for AC.
0: So yeah, so probably at least since Kineticon. And I was at Kineticon starting in two
1: thousand and nine. Yeah. I think I first started in two thousand seven. Okay. Um but I remember You and I were on the masquerade judging at one point, I think, Mm -hmm. like a long time ago. Many moons. Yes. (laughs) Many moons.
0: (laughs) I know, man. It's just like, you you don't think about it because you're like, well, I've just been doing this like hobby forever. And then you go to a convention and you meet some like child and they're just like, cool. You started cosplaying the year I was born. I'm like, cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. Recently, I was at... um, or well, recently, last year at Otakon, I was there and cosplay.ing I took a break. I was sitting chilling, and a kid comes up to me, like it's literally maybe eighteen, nineteen year old kid. Mm-hmm. And we get to talking. And he goes, "Oh, is this your first con?" <laughs> and I just can't help but like big belly laugh. Like, "Oh, you sweet, sweet summer child." <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> you lie, Corey those moments don't come very often no no they do not oh god yeah no I think yeah 2009 I started at Kineticon and I was there until 2014 yeah I think so. you stayed
1: a little bit longer than I did mm. um I want to say I think it was 2013 was my last 13 or 12 was my last year mm-hmm. um I just got too busy and just couldn't and dropped out and then is well, that the nice story or is that the real that's story a nice story yeah <laughs> I there's there's started. drama there. There's there's always <laughs> drama when it comes to that con. Oh, my um, God. I think, like, the simple version was I started working for Anime Boston. And I just liked Anime Boston better. hmm And when, like, comparing the two and what kind of energy I could put forward, I'm like, I'm going to go with Boston.
0: Yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. I wish Boston had come into my life a little bit sooner than it did. But, I mean, technically it wasn't my life because I judged there for so long. Mm-hmm. It's just when the opportunity arose to actually, like, be on the staff, I was like, yeah, why the hell didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, same with me. Like, I think, I want to say it was 2011 or 12 is when I started judging for them. Mm-hmm. I judged for, like, two years, and then I took a year off, and then they had me come back as a judge slash liaison. So, like, I was staff, but I was also judging. So Sure. Yeah. And it's honestly one of my highlights of my year to go back there and get to see all all the babies come back and with their costumes and watch how they grew over the year and just like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then there were new babies this year there were so many new babies it was was, great it was so cute they were all so cute and they were
0: all so good jesus i don't know how you guys judge that competition
1: oh it was tough it was tough, especially considering like our novices knocked it out of the park Mm -hmm. like these are people who I don't know people listening, if you are familiar with our novices, our novices are usually people who have never, ever entered a cosplay contest before Mm -hmm. ever. Right. And they were coming in and some of them had work. We were seriously like, should we bump them? Because some, (laughs) and I I don't mean to talk shit about our intermediates. Our intermediates are great too, but like there were novices giving our intermediates run for their money. Well,
0: it wasn't even that. It's just like, I think as far as like, the um you know the judging went if i remember correctly it was like you guys had a bunch of novice you had a bunch of masters and you only had like maybe one or
1: two intermediates yeah, we, we had a few more i think we had like i don't know at least 15 intermediates we had a decent amount okay okay but like it was true the novices um filled up super quick and uh-huh. to the point we had to shut the wait list off because we had so many novices trying to enter uh-huh. and there was no way we could have them all yeah so which but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try because like it's quite the competition you should definitely oh, yeah. like keep trying every year exactly and like a lot of our novices you know they got their feet wet they want to come back they want to compete more um i field a lot of the feedback so after the con and this is something that i don't see at other cons as much as anime boston mm-hmm. but we have a feedback system of like people can request feedback from the judges and we connect it to them so sure. they can get after the con is over on their leisure which you know i say that as i have i think two sitting in my inboxes i have not gotten to in the last couple days <laughs> um which i will get to after this i promise um <laughs> we'll never do <to laughs> it yeah but by the time this goes live like they'll be answered um right. but yeah that's not something you see a lot at other cons a lot of uh, other cons unless you can find a judge and contact them right and even then it's a little weird like, right, right. We give that feedback, which I wish more cons would do.
0: Um, I did the costume judging at Kineticon, um and AAC for several years. Um, but the only judging I ever did at Boston was performance judge. Um, and even then, it's like you guys have all the costumes you have to go through and everything. Like you take like I feel bad because you guys are there for two days going through every single costume that's competing in both. And then performance judges are like, OK, we've got two hours To figure out
1: who the hell's getting this. Well, it's it's different facing. Because, like, one's a marathon, one's a sprint. Right. (laughs) Like, It's really just like, okay, cool. Did you like this one? Fine. (laughs) Yep, yep. And, I mean, I I get lucky because, again, as staff, I get to see previews of all the the skits coming up. And I get Mm -hmm. hyped. Mm -hmm. So, I'll see somebody come out on stage. I'll be like, I know this audio. I know who's coming. I can't wait to see it, like, live. (laughs) (laughs) And it's with craftsmanship, like we don't get a lot of time with each person. We get maybe five to 10 minutes to see them look at their bill book. Um, if they have questions that we want answered, we get asked then and give the feedback all in that time before the next person comes in the door. Right. So It is just a whirlwind over two days and it's a lot. It's like eight to 10 hours a day for two days. But it's,
0: but it's literally like an Ironman race, just like you said. Yeah. Cause I mean like everybody that comes To, like, compete comes to compete. Yes. Like, it is hardcore. And the thing was, even with the skits this year, and it's funny because even when I'm backstage um, now and hosting the Masquerade, I'm still in judging mode. Like, I can't turn it off.
1: No, no, you like,
0: can't. I can't turn it off. It's just, it's been in my blood for like over a decade or decade and a half now almost. And just like watching stuff, I'm just like, okay. And the the skits this year at Anime Boston? Yeah. Like, they were so much
1: fun. They were all on point. It was like, how the hell would you pick any of this? I know. I mean, like I said, it's such a hard job to be a performance judge because it's so quick. It's so rapid fire. You have to digest, look for key things and just be like, good, go. With craftsmanship, at least, usually for us, it's a lot... It depends on the skill level, too. Sure. Like, this year, novice was so hard to judge. Because, like, we were looking for, you know, little things we could add more points. Because with craftsmanship judging, we don't subtract points. That's not the way we work. Mm-hmm. We're looking for, like, things that can bump you up in our, our standing. Right. So, like, if this person is doing finished seams, we're going to bump them a little bit higher. Versus this person who left a raw edge, who, you know, right. it looks great. Unless they can justify it. Like, if it's a raw edge because the character ripped their clothing, like, that's a valid reason, too. Yeah. But it's like, you don't lose points. You just add on. Right. Like, like, you can get 110% in this class. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's when we, we put, like, a big note of, like, this person's getting something when we have that. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I used to do that all the time. I'd be sitting there and we'd be, like, looking at something. And before they even left the room, it'd be, like, I'd be, like, written all over their sheet just, like, they're getting something or I'm quitting you either give them a prize or i'm going to make one out of something
1: at craft there were a couple people this year who i wish we could have given prizes to um like we don't have a most improved category at all but like i've been doing this so long and our group of judges have been pretty stable um Mm -hmm. not too many adjustments although you know we'll see how the future holds but like watching these people grow over the years like we personally i don't think this year i had anyone who competed who was a close friend sometimes i have close friends who compete and i always step out of the room when it happens but right um this year just watching the competitors who i saw first like five six seven years ago although now i have to add two years onto that because like oh yeah we had a whole you know panini in the middle right there's a panoramic Uh, Exactly. So watching them grow steadily over time and then have a two year pause and come back and just the growth that they've done was so amazing. And I was tearing up for some of them like, oh, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what did you do in isolation? I got better. It's like, oh, yeah. well, <laughs> they did. I drills. didn't make anything. So, <laughs> yeah i uh i was stuck in at home for like two years because i teach and we all went virtual mm -hmm. and like i went a little crazy and ended up making a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. because i had nothing else to do
0: yeah i just like and that's the thing is like my job i just it wasn't a you can work from home job it's a restaurant you know so it's like (laughs) well
1: yeah i mean for me it was about like just keeping sane because i was trying to teach kids Oh, yeah. And like we had classes of like 20, 30 kids, and I get on and they're all black screens. Mm -hmm. Like, no interaction whatsoever with these kids. We don't know. It's like we call it teaching to the void. (laughs) So, there's only so many hours a day I can teach to the void before I'm like, I need to make something for validation. (laughs) Right. And like, we're still partially doing that. Like, I'm running a whole bunch of teacher PD, which is could be up to 100 people could be five i don't know and it's all to the void it's a crapshoot <laughs> exactly is anybody there does anybody care it's like i can't remember who it was somebody i follow was like zooms are like a seance essentially like you know chris chris are you there can you hear us <laughs> hello hello Yep. Yeah. i'm here on the
0: other side <laughs> I'm not a cat. <laughs> not a cat. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Uh,
0: All right. So, Court, where was your first um, Like, where was the first place you ever competed in cosplay?
1: Oh, it was probably Kineticon, honestly. Uh, yeah? Hold on. <laughs> hold yes, on. it was. No, it wasn't <laughs> Kineticon. It was Anime Next in 2003. Okay. Because there's no photos that exist of it. That's why. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting. Um, this was back when, like, most people didn't have phone cameras. Um, most people carried around those little disposable ones you would get at, like, CVS. Right. And develop afterwards. I think I had pictures of them somewhere, you know, milling around. I did a Halloween Town Sora, and I was so nervous. Like, I, I... only recently have I started coming out of my shell to have any kind of stage presence that's not like me trying to run for the hills and i'm like you know shaking in my boots on stage with this giant keyblade made of pink insulation foam because that was the thing back then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i didn't the paper mache didn't work so it was literally coated in like three layers of painted duct tape perfect (laughs) but the thing that i loved is like that thing could have taken out somebody it was it wasn't like a keyblade Right. Um, I think the, the shaft of it was maybe six inches thick. Mm-hmm. It was huge. It was absolutely ridiculous. And of course, I didn't win anything because like here I was, you know, first time up there. Mm-hmm. But like it was fun and it inspired me to keep going. So. My question is, did
0: anybody weapon check
1: it? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one did. <laughs>
1: nah. I'm literally yeah. carrying
0: around like a brick of foam and duct tape, but it doesn't yeah. seem
1: to be- I mean, I problem? wish I could. I wish I still had pictures of it because this thing was like absolutely oversized ridiculous like I had no sense of scale at the time so <laughs> it's as big as you are yep <laughs> uh, uh, so what was the first one that you actually won something at um so another equally embarrassing one because materials back then were like uh, my first win was actually a best in show at Anime Boston uh, same uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, not kind of same. <laughs> oh, the costume d- by today's standards was absolutely terrible. Like I had to end up, it fell off during the con part of it, so I had to duct tape it. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. did uh, Bahamut from Final Fantasy X mm-hmm. on three foot drywall stilts, sure, with like a fifteen foot wingspan, and a, um, I went on the forums and recruited a Yuna, and we did a skit and we won best in show. <laughs> what year was that? Oh, it was either two thousand five or two thousand six. Okay. Because I know in 2007, I did a different costume. I didn't um, win anything at anime and I won it at Kineticom. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I competed a lot until about 2009. Mm -hmm. And then I started going to school and like, good luck trying to have time to make stuff out of school. That's competition grade.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. So I um my competing was two years. I competed for two years total. Um, And it was the most hectic two years of my life. And it was always at Anime Boston. Mm. Um, And the first skit um, was a um, ultra clutch hairspray spoof with Tamaki. I remember that. Yeah, I was the ultra
1: clutch (laughs) Tamaki. Oh my goodness. I do remember that. But
0: do you remember that like when they announced us for a judges award, they only announced me? That I don't remember,
1: but oh my goodness. Yeah, I got singled out of
0: my group and I was like, wow, this is awkward. (laughs) This is awkward. <laughs> and then the following year was the best in show for um, Dead Moon Circus.
1: Yep, I remember that one. And then I was done competing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I went to school and I I think it was my second year of school. And I'm just like, there's no way I can be making costumes for school and for competition. So <laughs> I, I, I dropped that. And it wasn't until I finished my graduate degree that I started competing again. And <laughs> of course... I decided I'm gonna get back into competition. I'm gonna compete at KatsuCon. Yeah. And I'm gonna compete at the very next con, which was twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was gonna be my big return. And admittedly, I did win Best Masters of Katsu. There you go. But then everything happened. And then the world shut down. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is this whole thing's your fault. Oh, it's entirely my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna compete again, guys. World shuts down. No, you're not. No, nope, no. Nope. I did right. end up doing a bunch of online contests, but like it's that whole presentation thing of you have to present yourself right. in a video format. Sure. And like, there's a reason I don't have a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not, I don't word good. So I was not always, I've I got a lot of second place masters in a lot of contests, but like, that's why I'm hoping this year I'm going to compete at Otacon and see if I can get, you know, maybe a little bit more than second place. So. <laughs> See, so you know what the thing is, is like I have a lot of costumes
0: that I've made since I like technically stopped competing that I would love to go to a convention and compete in. They're not necessarily like an anime costume of any kind, but that doesn't mean you can't compete at like Katsu or other conventions yeah. that have like non-anime categories and stuff. The problem is finding a convention that I won't die sweating to death in the costume.
1: Yeah, it's... Ugh. I mean, I'm... I'm I'm dreading Oticon a little bit because uh-huh. it's down here in DC uh-huh. um, in the end of July, beginning of August, and uh-huh. we are a literal swamp. Uh-huh. So, and I, here I am deciding to do a psychozo that's like, I think, up to eight layers now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, so you hate yourself. Oh, I totally hate myself. Uh-huh. Um, but the way I've gotten around that is I make a lot of undergarments now that are sweat wicking. Sure. And that helps. Sure. And uh pit pads. I I've returned to my early days in theater of like always doing pit pads and costumes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But choosing cons that have very good air conditioning and knowing where I can be for that is right. like absolute key. Where can I actually sit on the blower? <laughs> right. Like tomorrow, I we've got a local group here that does um every month like a photo shoot event. Uh-huh. And the one this month is at an outdoor park. And people are like, oh, you should wear it there. And I'm like, it's going to be 92 out. Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> like, I'm, no. I'm going to hold that costume. And then when we shoot at the Portrait Gallery, which is indoors, then I'll take it out. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a pin in that and uh, we'll come back to it. Yeah. It's like the other, I have the worst timing for like when I'm doing costumes. Because the other costume I've got ready is Evil Queen, which is all velvet. Like. Yeah. Uh-huh. hmm
0: hmm <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like the two big ones that I want to compete in are both my Percy costumes. Mm,
1: yeah. Like, which would be gorgeous at con. At, oh, like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Like I, that. I mean, they were made to look good on stage. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is one of them is full
1: bear fur on the inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, just oh. pick a winter con. Yeah, like well, Yeah. I need some place I, I where I it's will. I will say, don't do Katu. You'll hate yourself. <laughs> Well,
0: it's funny because oh. I was actually talking to my sister about it the other day. It's like, I can never go to Katsu um, because I work with a theater company and one mm. of our productions always ends up happening the weekend. Like, it opens the weekend of KatsuCon. Oh. So if KatsuCon wants to, like, you know, be later in the year or
1: earlier in the year, I can go to KatsuCon, but uh, nah. So I, I do have some drama on Katsu, <gasps> Having having uh, competed there. And um, a mutual friend of ours actually was there as my emotional support person. Love it. And so... Well, first off, I've done a couple cons before. I've competed frequently. I've judged frequently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it is the single most poorly organized event I've ever been to. Because you just didn't know where you were supposed to be. Sure. Like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I communicate ahead of time because I have a disability. You know, I need easy access to the stage. I can't really do stairs, all that. Crickets. Absolute crickets. and never got to reply back finally get there um when i arrived at the con i didn't know my judging time my judging day nor did i know like my rehearsal at all (laughs) Uh, i had to find out from like someone walking around the con what time the next morning i was supposed to be in there for judging and (laughs) then after they're like oh just head over and they'll get you eventually head over where (laughs) exactly (laughs) So, like we get there and they give us a rehearsal and then they send us to the back for our audio and it's just like okay mm-hmm. um apparently this year they actually they implemented something new where if you didn't show up a half an hour before they told everybody to mm-hmm. you were disqualified <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an interesting event but here's where the the real drama is the show we're doing it we're in the green room which for them a green room was an empty panel room with a few seats around the edge, uh-huh. a big, um, what do you call it? Like a screen that's like a pop-up screen in the middle of the room and everybody's on the floor. Sure, sure, like, sure. That's sure. the green room. <laughs> no real uh-huh. seating to speak of. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're starting to watch the show and we start noticing something a little odd. As the performers are coming on and doing their skits, we're not getting to see their faces. But we're not getting to see their costumes in full, but We get to see their feet. Oh. The guy who was the cameraman, we all are like 100% uncertain he had a foot fetish. I was going to say, like, a fetish? Uh, totally. I mean, like, zoom in on all of the feet for all of the skits. Like, we never got to really see them talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And our mutual friend, Lindsay, uh, was the one to start this, because of course she was. Because of course she was. Of course she was. Um, Whenever we got to zoom in on a feet, or shoes, she would go, shoes, and get everyone in the room to start screaming. (laughs) (laughs) shoes. Yep, yep. So we were all screaming shoes, and there was a Sabre cosplayer who we were, like, joking around. She got some gaff tape, and she wrote, hi, in gaff tape on her shoe. (laughs) Lindsay still has pictures of this, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, wh- we were trying to, like, call him out
0: for this. See, the problem is is what you should have done if that was, like, a thing back in the day is put, like, a, a fake
1: OnlyFans account on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have. We should have. But, like, here I was, like, at the time, you know, because I have bad stage fright still, I was, like, a little nervous wreck of, like, oh, my God, am I going to be okay on stage? And, of course, I swung my giant, five, almost five-foot-tall swords, like, almost my height in the middle of the air and like almost lost my balance but like recovered keep going show must go on <laughs> right Rally. Thankfully, yeah thankfully i'm only a craftsmanship person so like my judging was complete before i even stepped on stage so mm. mm-hmm. that's that's why i like craftsmanship because it's like i show up i give my presentation when i leave that room the stage does not matter It just right. look pretty right here so. i am bye exactly <laughs> So that's why I'm looking forward to Otakon, because Otakon's the same way with their their craftsmanship hall contest. Mm-hmm. You just get your nice, private, quiet room to show off your costume. And, like, I am 100% preparing to strip down layers for them, because, like, I made all my layers, so... But also <laughs> to breathe for five minutes. Exactly. And I'll take this <laughs> off, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So, like, but it's a nice, quiet room, because, like, there's no way I'm doing a... Reg- well, it's not even Regency, it's... it's It's 1880s, 1890s, uh, Gibson Girl, that's the Mm. period. Um, I'm not doing a Gibson Girl strip on stage at at, uh, Like That would not be cool. No, I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) No. I mean, to be fair, all they'd be seeing
0: is my ankles, but... (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) If the cameraman had his (laughs) way. And now you have an OnlyFans page on there. Make some money out of (laughs) it.
1: Find my next project. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, no, and then the, the cream of the crap like one best masters, was met the woman who won best in show. We get out of there, we get our prize. It's twenty dollars to Joanne's.
0: That's what we got <laughs> for all of that. <laughs> to be fair, though, twenty dollars to Joanne's goes a long way with all those coupons.
1: Eh, a little bit. I mean, to be fair, this is twenty twenty. Like twenty dollars to Joanne's back in like twenty ten would be totally fine. Like I'd be jazz, but you know otakon's given away like all this fancy stuff <laughs> katsu which arguably has like more people like eh. okay yeah but like i was asked if i want to compete again this year with my armor and i'm like no i'm not going through that again like i know i can win there but it's just it's a lot of work for for foot fetish payoff <laughs> i don't know right
0: <laughs> Well, that's the thing. You get $20 Joanne gift card, and then you go home, and you check your bank account, and you've got, like, $8,000 because somebody liked your feet, so. Yep, yep. That's true. <laughs> so there's the real winner right there. hmm <laughs> <laughs> So am I wrong? Or, like, every year um, our group at Boston, they try to get together, like, a group of some kind at um, Cosplay Ops, right? hmm And I think they mentioned Clamp this year?
1: Yeah, I think that's what they want to do for next year coming up.
0: And I'm in. I just want to go on the record that Clamp ah. is my literal everything.
1: I I can never choose. I mean, like, when I was really... I think it was 2005. Four or five. I did uh, Tomoyo from um, Tsubasa Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, since... like, I can't pick... Sakura has too many fun costumes, and, like, I can't narrow it down.
0: Oh, the only clam show funny enough that i've ever cosplayed from is x ah uh, um okay. and i did subaru yep because i love subaru at the time but now it's like if we have enough people in our group i really think we should get an x group together mm. that means making that sword yeah i mean you know i can pretty print it for you right <laughs> i know you could Corey. that's why we're having a conversation right now <laughs>
1: exactly uh ah. <laughs> Actually, oh I, I love I just got a large bed printer, um, which is is my new favorite thing because it prints by itself overnight. Mm-hmm. So all I have to do is like prep the file, put it on and just let it go for a couple days and it'll print the thing for me. Like would it even print that blade, though? Or would the blade have to be something separate? You'd probably do it in pieces, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although oh they do make a printer that's on a conveyor belt now. It can print oh. swords continuously. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. It was on my wish list for my job to get one. Mm-hmm. They didn't get that one, but you know what they did get finally? What? They got the chocolate printer. <gasps> what we can 3D print chocolate. What, yep, that seems so useful. <laughs> oh, yeah, can, can you make my pr- pr- sword's chocolate? You know, it's it's a tiny printer. We'd have to print it in lots of pieces, but we could, it's like a toothpick size oh we could do that oh <gasps> Ooh, like hors d'oeuvres for people <gasps> like little chocolate toothpick swords Mm-hmm. because uh-huh. that's the art part we have a glowforge and the glowforge it's for laser cutting but you can laser engrave onto food mm-hmm. so like we okay. were talking about doing like a little 3d print and then little crackers with our logos on it and just like hmm that's exciting yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like if i if, if i got to like if i got to throw my suggestion into the hat an
1: X group would be sick uh I mean, I, I don't do enough group cosplays just because I am a lonely island out here down <laughs> D.C. Like, I'm not around everybody. But, like, I do have a group coming up for cats who I'm looking forward to. Uh. We got um a whole group together to do the Sweet Evie from uh, Sunset Dragon. Sure. So we actually contacted her and she got us the actual print files for all the skirts. Oh, neat. So that made that a lot easier. But, like... It sucks because I finished the costume really early and I can't wear it and I can't take pictures of it until the group shows it at Katsu. <laughs> so it's like sitting here like, mm. Taunting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have to be like manipulated into groups. Ah. Because like it's, like, it's not like I don't want to cosplay. I love cosplaying. I just, I feel like my costumes come out better if it's something that I am very passionate about. Mm, I agree. So I have to be like manipulated into liking something enough to actually make a costume for it now. Back in the day, it was like, hey, we're all going as Kaiken Phrase. Cool. I'll make this costume. Yeah. Like, well, hey, we're all going as this group. And like, cool, I guess I'll make this costume. And I had like 16 costumes to show up at the convention. And now it's like, <laughs> all right, I'll make another Percy because I adore Critical Role or.
1: <laughs> mm hmm.
0: I'll make another like Hamilton costume because I'm trash but like <laughs> you know it's just like one of those things I, I have costumes on the docket are ones that are like passion projects of mine that like now that my life has settled down again and I move back into um a house of some kind like I'm gonna get working on costumes that I've had on the back burner for a while but yeah yeah it's like group cosplay for me it's literally got to be
1: like all right well what's in it for me <laughs> i mean for me i get so socially awkward when i'm left to my own devices at a con that, like i try to find groups and gravitate toward them mm-hmm. so group cosplays for me kind of are like a safety net sure but at the same time same thing like i am a highly detailed craftsman like mm-hmm. i will make things that i look at and go "Ooh, i want to make that right so especially with group cosplays where they tend to be simpler costumes it's so hard for me to to get on with that oh I totally understand like, right now, the... I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying to make a simple costume. I'm making... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make a comfy costume, which is, like, completely outside my wheelhouse. Because I am the queen of, like, over-engineered, like, craziness. I'm making a gear dress. And I'm in applique hell because I decided to do the N7 armor from Mass Effect for it. Because you hate yourself? Because I hate myself. <laughs> and, like, each piece is, like, you know... 30 pieces of applique now. <laughs> why? <laughs> because I'm crazy. And no. here I am like, oh God, I tried to get carbon fiber uh, heat transfer vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I got it and it looked great. And then I went to put it on and they're like, oh, we printed it backwards. <laughs> so it melted on my iron. No. <laughs> it didn't melt on the applique, thankfully. <laughs> Yes, but, that is, thank God. Yeah. Oh, I would have, I you know, had a, a fit. Because, like, that was going on to the hood, which is made to look like the entire helmet. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I hate myself so much. And then, like, I'm trying to do a Charizard, simple, kind of, you know, belly dancer-esque thing. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, hmm, it's missing something. I'm going to make a full suit of armor for it. <laughs> no. Yep. And, oh, it's missing something. I am going to bedazzle the heck out of the, the flare sleeves with, you know, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 rhinestones. Yeah,
0: because, but, okay, but here I am sitting here going, no, don't do that. And I'm looking at a Percy costume that has, like, mm-hmm. 20 references from the show on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no room to talk.
1: <laughs> I know. It's, it's, we're all like this. Come on. Right. Like, why are we like this? <laughs> Because we broke in
0: us somewhere like competing or making stuff they were just like you know what this isn't complicated
1: enough Mm -hmm. I'm gonna add all this nope nope I mean it's like my evil queen which I'm still working on one little side poof because I I decided even though they weren't in the reference that I was going to hand be this period design onto it Mm -hmm. and it takes like three months per poof Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm hoping to have it done by halloween we'll see there we go um i am i've got two
0: costumes going right now one is not as complicated as the other Uh, a long time ago uh, my friend's group they were done at dragon con and they did um a jedi group Mm. of marvel people
1: Ooh,
0: yeah so like they had like different marvel characters they made into jedis and stuff and I was like, well, that's cute. And I'm like, but I want to be Tony Stark. And they're like, of course you do. And I'm like, but Tony wouldn't be a Jedi. They're like, you're going to make him a Sith? I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> so I have a Sith Lord Tony Stark that I'm making right now, um, which is very fancy because it's like it's got all, like, all the trimming on it. I've kept it like really dark golds and really dark reds mm. to keep that Iron Man color to it. Yep. And it's funny now because like I was like, when I started creating mine again, like a million years ago, because I've been talking about this costume for a million years now. Um, I was like, I want the cloak, but I don't feel like it would have, like, the big billowy sleeves, so I'm not going to have the big billow sleeves, but I'll have, like, the jacket part of it with the hood. And then, lo and behold, spoilers, but not really, Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up in his Uh. TV show with the exact same thing I've been talking about. (laughs) So now it's canon. Now it's canon, and I'm going to sue Disney because they stole my idea out of my head somehow. (laughs) I'm not going to win, but, like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's a thing, guys. I can totally make that. So there's that. And then the other one is because I didn't need one, but I'm making it as another Percy costume. Um, they had done a one shot a little while back where they were all kind of like in an apocalyptic world kind of thing. Mm. Um, so it gave me an excuse to make another Percival costume. Um, of course, as what one isn't a big long jacket. Surprisingly <gasps> enough, it's a vest. Ooh. I know. Um, but on that vest, um, I have decided. <laughs> because we all know it probably doesn't have it but i have decided to embroider all of the holy symbols of all of the gods oh, in which no. represents oh, each no. of them
1: <laughs> because oh, you i bang. hate myself yes oh.
0: <laughs> so uh, that'll be like three years down the road who
1: knows you know eventually i mean that's the one thing i do like like the way i think as we've gotten older we've gotten more relaxed Of like i don't con crunch anymore i don't know about you like yeah no. If it's, no. if a it con's coming up and it's not already ready, like, no, it's going to the next event. There'll mm-hmm. always be a next event. hmm exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, nah, if I'm not wearing it now, I ain't gonna get worn, so. Exactly. Like, I had a ponyo that I, I wore to Ami Boston that was the, the chiffon thing, which mm-hmm. I came back and, like, there's, I don't know how, but there's, like, somebody, like, a kid put a marker to the back of it. It looks <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know really? when that happens. I, I have no idea how it got that, Little but like, there's there's like goblins. Blue. It could have just been me sitting on a pen, but like, yep. it's in a weird spot. I, bl- I blame
0: crotch goblins.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so like, I got to figure out how to clean that out of uh, printed no. chiffon. But um the calm before that, when I was at Fan Expo, I had a bunch of people like, "Oh, you should bring it, bring it, bring it." I'm like. I literally just finished it two days before the con. No. <laughs> I have not worn it or tested it. No. I'm not right. rushing. Like that
0: was that was like back in my early twenties, I would be like, Well, YOLO, I'm gonna wear it and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't roll like that anymore.
1: No, it's just too stressful. Like everything's on a cycle. If it's not mm-hmm. done for this event, it'll be done for the next. Right. Or like if I want a con ashram done for a con, it's getting done like four to six months in advance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I don't want that stress. Right. I've gone through that so many times. Like,
0: no, I mean, that's, that's really the best advice I can give anybody that's been cosplaying. Like, not new cosplayers, but cosplayers that are like in the middle of their game who mm-hmm. like still do the stress out thing and want to get stuff done. It's like, you know, eventually you're going to hit a point just like we have where we're like, nah, dude, there's another con. <laughs> there's not confronting con.
1: is self care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? Get the private photo shoot. Treat mm-hmm. yourself. Oh yeah, like I I I do a lot of photo shoots now just because it's fun. Like you know, I've got a couple photographers that I've gotten in with enough that uh, mm-hmm. I can usually call them up and be like, "Hey, when's your next location shoot? Can you put mm-hmm. me on the roster? Like, I want to get Ponyo." Um, one of the photographers I know who's around here does water shoots and I am saving this costume I got you know the fun shoot this weekend but like this costume is going to be absolutely destroyed in that water shoot and I'm 100% okay with it right well it's got marker on it now so exactly (laughs) like I am going to jump in a pool and go underwater and this costume will be destroyed and that will be a perfect send-off to it can you promise
0: me though if they can manage it somehow you have to do the nirvana cover in it (laughs)
1: Oh my goodness, a pony That's That'd all I wanted. That's uh, that's the that's the picture. That's the picture. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, imagine. I was I was getting it out of my suitcase like I got home, I opened my suitcase, I literally took my spray bottle of vodka and just like misted it over my entire suitcase and said, I'm dealing with this later. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my like, suitcase is still staring at me. Yeah. I mean yeah. It, like, my nice part is I don't have to travel again until September, so Um, I don't have to go anywhere. Well, I mean, I'm going on a like
0: family trip later on in the year, but like as far as convention goes, I'm not going anywhere till Anime Boston next year as of right now.
1: That's things fair. could change, but as of right now. Yeah. I mean I for me a... is, is literally a metro ride away. So Right, exactly. <laughs> like how why wouldn't you? exactly like it was i'm getting my badge mail ordered this year but in previous years i've gone thursday i've just hopped on the metro gone straight to the convention center hopped off it got my badge hopped right back on and come home (laughs) perfect like it was the easiest thing in the world i thought about going to grant
0: state comic-con for a day this year and it's like i don't i don't mind grant state comic-con i think it's a cute little convention it's a nice little like walk around like relaxed convention um, but the reasoning that I feel like I need to go this year is because Doug Jones is going to be there. Ah, uh, yes. And I have a Winifred costume. Ooh, you really should. I really yes. should treat myself.
1: Yeah. I want
0: to meet Dougie. <laughs> mm. And just sob over him and be like, I love you as Billy the Butcher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't oh, think you understand oh. how
0: excited I am that he's back in Hocus Pocus 2.
1: I know. Isn't it coming to streaming first? Like, Yeah yeah so we can see it right away
0: yep uh, september i believe end of september
1: ah yeah i gotta put that on my my to watch list Mm -hmm. i'm i'm still sheltered like i don't go out to the theaters i have to wait for everything to come to streaming
0: (laughs) it's okay i've only seen two movies in theaters uh since the panoramic uh one of them was spider-man no way home because i would have been damned if i didn't (laughs) see it and i literally it was funny like I had watched so many movies before everything like went to shit that I had so many points backed up in my Fandango that I used oh. them to buy three seats.
1: Ooh.
0: There, yeah. So I bought mine, the one next to me and the one in front of me. <laughs> so no one is interrupting this. Right. And I went to like an early morning show, like, so that nobody would like be missing out or anything. You know, what I mean? it wasn't yeah. like I was at the prime peak of like, oh, I just selfishly bought three seats for myself. But you know what? It's like, no, I have all these points I got to use up anyways. I want to go see this movie and I want to be safe about it. So I wore my little mask and yep. I and I got my three seats and I got to see my movie and I felt good about it. Um and then the only other movie that I've seen in theaters is Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I
1: just watched that when it came to streaming. I think it was like 2 days ago, 3 days mm-hmm. ago now. <laughs> it was It was okay. It felt like a video game. (laughs) It felt like an Evil Dead movie. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean honestly, like I was watching it and then I made the I watched that first and then I watched the new Miss Marvel and I'm like, is it bad I like Miss Marvel better?
0: (laughs) I just I want justice for Wanda. That's all I want.
1: Yeah, I she was robbed. She was robbed. (laughs) Like all that build up we had for Wanda vision and then then that. (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i'm just like wait why is she wait i mean like i get her being like a little bit crazy crazy and everything yeah. but she's not the bad guy
1: no and like wandavision kind of ended with her not tied up neat in a bow but having dealt with it and it felt like we were back to square one honestly right it's like we just were gonna ignore that she kind of came to terms with the fact
0: that she just needs to like get herself going and i yeah. guess you could be like oh the book made her crazy
1: it's like no no. No that's, no, that's a cop
0: out. No, she's stronger than that. She would not get driven crazy by that book. I'm oh, sorry. Hell no. no. I'm not buying it, Marvel. No. No. And, and I also I'm also yeah. not buying that she's uh, dead, so Yeah, me neither. No, mm-hmm. Nope, mm-hmm.
1: not buying that either. No, nope, we'll have to wait and see. I mean yeah. in, to be fair, it's Marvel. Is anyone ever really fully dead?
0: Okay, but I'm also like still Other like, than Uncle Ben. Yeah, Uncle Ben is very dead. Yeah, he dead. All of them. All three oh. Uncle Ben's mm-hmm. dead. Of course. Uh, But I'm also still on the train that Tony Stark's not really dead, so. Mm, And they had a full-fledged funeral for that man.
1: Yep. Yeah. And hey, we're in the multiverse now. Anything's possible.
0: But I didn't see a body. Mm -hmm. That's true. (laughs) And I will live in that denial, Corey. I'll live in that denial. Hey. I'm just waiting for the moment. Here's the thing. With all the multiverse and everything, like, you can't tell me eventually he wouldn't show up even as a cameo. Yeah. Like, I'll be the person that's sitting there in the theater, and he shows up at a cameo screaming, I'm not!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I mean, honestly, the way the Marvel works, like, the main heroes are too much of a moneymaker to, like, not have them come back at some right. point. So. Right! Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, even though we're getting all the new Avengers and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. they're, they're gonna revive them. You know, they're gonna reboot something. Right we'll get them back have you ever dressed up as anything from marvel yes actually i've done miss marvel a couple times nice nice um well one version of miss marvel um one version technically too is captain marvel okay. but like spandex and me don't usually get along well. one no, i don't feel like <laughs> so, spandex are nice to anybody no and i have uh i have a peggy carter um as Captain America cosplay mm-hmm. sitting mm-hmm. around that like every time i try to get it on i just like i hate myself and i get wow. out of it out so maybe one day'll i'll get the courage to actually pull it out and wear it to something other than just like trials but ah. but like yeah because i've got like the whole pin curled wig and everything sitting on my shelf and just taunting me <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like sitting there like taunting you going Corey
1: Yep, yep. Just <laughs> <She's> sitting right <laughs> next to Tinkerbell, which also I, I put on and I'm like, oh, I feel so bleh in this. Right. <laughs> like that's a feeling like sometimes you put on cosplays and you're like, I rock this. But then, you know, there's a lot of times I put on stuff and I'm just like, I can't wear this outside the house.
0: <laughs> I mean, here's like- the thing, it's like all this, all of these years that I've cosplayed, I have cosplayed as a female character twice in 20 years mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where everyone's just like oh but I mean you don't like cosplaying as a girl and I'm like honestly no <laughs> and it's just like I said like it, it, just what you said it's just like you put a costume on and you're like eh, yeah. you know yeah. I put on costumes of characters that I like be it male female whatever you know and it's just like and I make sure that I don't have those eh moments I want to like I like what I like you yeah. know. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I dress up as a dude a lot. Yes, I am, like, you know, like a drag king, whatever.
1: Like, right. I do, like, you, you know, do stuff you. like that. But at the end of the day, it's just like, just cosplay what you're comfortable in. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's you know, you get it. Like, plus size. we. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, it's uh-huh. like, yeah, there's some things, like, I'll put it on, I, I hear the voices in my head of, like, I step out and I'm going to be the very chubby Peggy Carter. Like, that's, I know that's what they're going to say. And it's nope. just like, I can't silence those voices yet. Right. maybe one day i'll be able to but see but that's why you there.
0: have to be peggy carter with my tony stark because if anybody says anything i'll
1: just destroy them and it won't be as tony stark i'll, we I'll, Star. I'll wear peggy stark if i'm at an event and you can wear your tony yes there we go which one though mm, that's yeah <laughs> but which one will i wear mm, i know that's that's the problem
0: it is <laughs> in my world yes Do I wear the suit? Do I wear the, you know, his casual wear? Do I wear like the arc reactor? Do I not go with the arc reactor? Do I wear the infinity war outfit? Yeah. I'm working on getting the white jumpsuit that they all
1: wore. Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually um, speaking of Marvel. So I was at fan expo in Cleveland, which of all places they had me go Cleveland, which to be fair, you'll love what was also happening in Cleveland that weekend. I'll get to that in a second, but. I was judging their costume contest, which was new for them because they didn't have a craftsmanship contest before. They just had like a popular vote, Comic-Con style contest. Okay, And we had somebody walk in who was dressed in the full armor of Moon Knight. And it was very clearly a novice coming in the room, you know, looked like they were very, very nervous. And they get in front of us and you would have gone nuts because their demeanor changed like that it was a tearaway costume to the slick suit underneath Mm. and oh, they owned it. (laughs) Hey, you know, (laughs) it was, it was kind of like, I think they were going for like the personality switching a little bit. Sure. So like, you know, the um, Moon Knight's original, you know, very nervous museum curator in the full armor. And then the more confident one afterwards, it was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, he owned it. (laughs) I think I would like to do Mr. Moon. That would be Mm. a good costume. Oh yeah. No, nah, he actually bought his suit. He did the tearaway armor, but mm-hmm. he bought the suit, and it was like a a rose white print. But from a distance, it only caught the slitters on the roses that looked like moons. <sighs> like on stage, it was perfect. Oh my god, that's beautiful. Yeah, I but love no, that shit. But this was the funny part. So, Fan Expo Cleveland was not the biggest game in town that weekend. There were two other events happening at the same time. The first one. At the same convention center was a Dance Mom competition, which was oh very awkward. Man. Walking, they were all super snooty. But the biggest event in town that weekend, that was bigger than both us and the Dance Mom combined, was the Leather Daddy convention. <laughs> yeah. So like, you go out at night, and there's like thousands of leather daddies because they they basically have taken over every single hotel in the city oh god and they were like roaming the streets in big packs <laughs> they were the nicest people they were super awesome like i got to talking with one of them about leather tooling but it was like wow because <laughs> of course
0: you would with a leather daddy
1: of course of course <laughs> if he had done like a bright neon leather um and i'm like what dye did you use because <laughs> of oh, course god. like that's how i'm gonna do a, a conversation with, with them right and that's how we're gonna end this episode <laughs> there you go Corey, is there anything you like to promote while you're here um sure i mean i'm gonna be Oticon coming up um i don't know if the time this airs if it'll be official or not um but i am going to another con coming up a big one that most people know of in september Mm -hmm. so watch my social media for that Mm -hmm. um but you can follow me on instagram facebook and twitter as lady cells l-a-d-y-c-e-l-s Beautiful. Um,
0: and let's see. I'm going to promote my book again because I always promote my book on here because I feel like everyone should read it because it is a good book. But I also feel like people should buy it for their friends, families, and everything else because now, for the foreseeable future, um, until some bullshit gets cleared up, which might not be ever, so you better buy a bunch of copies of this book. Um, I'm donating a dollar to the Sandy Hook Promise, Trevor Project, and now Planned Parenthood for the foreseeable future. So, um, a dollar from each one of my sales is going to all three of those organizations for the foreseeable future. So that book is called, uh, That Could Have Gone Worse, Life Lessons from a Dinosaur Cosplayer. Um, and you can buy it on, uh, Kindle form and paperback form on Amazon. So yeah, go do it. Go do the thing. Corey, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I love talking to you. You're welcome. It was great to be here. Yay! And uh, we will catch you on the next one. Bye, guys! Bye!